I love before and after pictures, don't you? The picture after the person has lost 50 pounds or after the house has had a complete makeover. This is Saturday, February 24th, and this week we've been tracking with the miracle of Jesus, the one that we are given the most detail about in the Gospels. And it feels like we're just scratching the surface. Here's what happened to that man after Jesus set him free from the legion of demons. When they came to Jesus, that's the community, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Now, there are a few things that we want to see today. First, the condition of the man, then the mission of the man. And we'll spend a few moments with the objections of the community. First, there is the striking contrast between the man in the tombs who cannot be restrained, who is cutting himself, crying out in pain, and the man dressed and seated, calm and in his right mind. To begin with, he must have been frightening to see This is not the picture of peace and health. And he was not able to live in community with others, but was cut off from community. We must be wary of anyone who cannot live in community. No doubt at one time his community tried to help him, but no more. They've given up on him. He has no one. But the after picture is beautiful. You can see the calmness and simplicity. He's clothed. And he's sane. He's in his right mind. But the people that have come to see what have happened, well, they're they're another story. How could they not rejoice in his freedom? How could they be thinking only of lost pigs, the economic impact of his freedom? They could only think of Jesus' work in this way if, well, if they didn't love this man. But Jesus does love him. That leads to the response of the community that we began to consider yesterday. First, they are afraid when they hear what has happened. This seems to be the same kind of fear the disciples experienced when Jesus calmed the sea. They were all too aware of how powerful Jesus was. The people that came out to see the man now saw that that same kind of power manifest in this man that they knew. That's why they were afraid. Who is this? Even the impure spirits are subject to him. Now notice the request that the young man makes. He desires to go with Jesus, and this makes complete sense. Of course, he would desire a new start, and he'll be secure in going with the one who has set him free. He knows he'll be safe with Jesus. Is he concerned that he might experience a relapse? We don't know. All we know is that it's a good thing to remain with Jesus. Then comes the surprise. Jesus tells him that he would rather the man stay in the area of the Decapolis. Why is that? 
he will become the first evangelist. You see, up to this time, as Mark tells us in his gospel, Jesus has asked people who know who he is to remain silent, not to tell anyone about him or what he has done. Of course, those people are going to tell anyway. We know that. How can they not? Jesus has changed their lives. But we are surprised when Jesus encourages this man to go about and tell everybody. He will become a living object lesson of the power and grace of Jesus. Notice that Mark tells us that when the people hear his story, they are amazed. As we think about this, don't all of us have stories of grace and kindness of Jesus to tell? On Sunday, I shared the story of John Newton because he was so much like the Gerizim demoniac. He lived in the 18th century and worked his way up as a merchant seaman to become the captain of a ship. His business was transporting slaves, transporting slaves from Africa to the New World. He was an angry and violent man, so much at, that at one time he was arrested and put in prison, even put in chains to control him. He also served for a time as a slave himself. When he managed to regain his freedom, he returned to the sea. However, once while crossing the Atlantic with slaves, his ship encountered a great storm. For the first time in his life, he cried out to God. The Lord answered his prayer and saved him in the storm, and this began the long journey of repentance and restoration in his life. He came to despise the life he had once lived, and he grieved the many people he had hurt. He also worked to fight against the institution of slavery, and slavery was finally repealed in Britain. It happened on the very day of his death. Newton became a preacher and wrote some beautiful hymns telling the story of God's grace, among them this one, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, That Saved a Wretch Like Me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. You see, he had been that wretch. He'd lived to become an object lesson of grace, and if God could save him and change his heart, well, God could change anyone. And that's the good news of the miracle of this week. There's no evil so deep that Jesus cannot conquer it, no storm so great that he cannot calm it. We take joy in knowing that Jesus has redeemed us and we are secure in him. Let's pray. Remind us, O Lord, of the extent of your grace that we might live as object lessons of your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen. <laughs>